listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth today we get to head north and uh <laughs> as we begin uh, we've really begun the season of lent i know some of us were kind of frozen in tundra so uh really <laughs> digging our way out to uh, to get started in the season of lent we're excited to get to share with you an article from the canadian lutheran today Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Today we're heading to Canada, Lutheran Church Canada's West Region, and uh, talking with the Reverend Robert Moans. He's regional pastor for the Lutheran Church Canada's West Region. Pastor Moans, thanks for being our guest today. It's a pleasure to be with you today. We're excited to uh, to dig into an article that you have recently written and shared in the Canadian Lutheran, and uh, we'll dig into that in just a little bit about Lent, the season of Lent. Before we get into that, I would love to share about our Canadian Lutheran friends. Who are our Canadian Lutheran friends? Tell us about the Lutheran Church Canada. Oh, wonderful. Lutheran Church Canada is a a denomination, a sister denomination. Um, Some in the LCS might might, uh, identify us perhaps as a daughter uh, of uh, LCMS, given our history uh, in the past. Uh, But our congregations are spread throughout uh, Canada from coast to coast. Uh, and uh, we have about 325 congregations scattered throughout uh, Canada and our West region. We have 119 uh, congregations scattered across some 1,100 uh, miles, uh, square miles of territory, encompassing many different uh, geographies. And uh, we uh, are challenged uh, by that geography in, in many uh, different places. Our congregations uh, can be small and isolated, but they can also be uh, in metropolitan uh, 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 places. Uh, I live in Calgary uh, and I work out of Calgary. I don't necessarily, I have an office uh, in Calgary that I work out of, um, but my my role as a Western uh, region pastor is to uh, support uh, the the uh, congregations and the pastors and workers within uh, Alberta and British Columbia. Uh, so that's uh, the work that I do, which puts me on the road uh, an awful lot until COVID hit, and then I learned a whole other new presence called online. Uh, we use uh, Zoom or GoToMeet as uh, our platforms, uh, and uh, we have an internal um, um, uh, website that we use uh, to communicate with one another throughout our, our, our regions in the various circuits and among our congregations. Uh, so we feel uh, pretty well connected, uh, even in spite of the lockdowns um, that have been occurring uh, within our area. Mm-hmm. So in uh, for the Canadian Lutheran, a uh, recent article about Lent, you talk about dust. Uh, what is significant about dust? 
Um, again, we find dust interestingly uh, mentioned in so many passages uh, around 110 times, 109 or 110 times the word dust is mentioned in Scripture. And of course, in the in the opening uh, lines of uh, the first uh, book of the Bible, Genesis, we see uh, dust mentioned in many different locations. For example, in Genesis chapter two, where the Lord God formed man of dust, Afar, um, in the uh, in the Hebrew language, uh, from the ground, Adama, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living creature. Um, and then again in uh, Genesis three, um, the uh, the uh, words of God to Adam: uh, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, Adama, for out of it you were taken, and for uh, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And so we have uh, that those particular opening lines of uh, our uh, Genesis book of Genesis. And from that, then, uh, we recognize in particular those words from Genesis uh, chapter 319, which have uh, formed, uh, have been included in our liturgy uh, for Ash Wednesday, dust you are and to dust you shall return. It really reminds us of uh, and grounds us in who we are, that uh, God created us from the dust of the earth and uh, also, uh, we will return to the dust of the earth. Uh, in, uh, and so we are grounded uh, in dust. We live in dust uh, upon the dust of the, of the earth. And uh, so um, it's a very important grounding uh, for us to understand and um, I think in these COVID days, um, these words actually um, provide us with some uh, anchor uh, by which to understand ourselves in light of uh, all of the challenges that COVID brings to us and our response. It uh, grounds us as people of dust. Um, Really, I took those words from uh, St. Paul's letter uh, to the Corinthians um, in that great resurrection chapter 15, uh, where he talks about the man of dust and uh, the man of heaven in contrast. And uh, so there's importance there to understand our, our mortality you mentioned earlier that, and you mentioned this in your article as well, this dust theme being a common theme, especially for the beginning of the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. Why? Why is is dust a common theme for for Lent or for at least the beginning of the season? Well, uh, again, certainly it re- reminds us, uh, again, of our mortalities um, in many ways uh, we uh, deny our sense of mortality or we uh, have redefined our sense of mortality as nothingness. Um, And uh, again, the biblical uh, text reminds us we're not nothingness and nor do we return to nothingness. 
we are made of dust, uh, the very dust that God himself formed and created. And it is God who then returns us to the dust of the earth. And uh, on the day of the resurrection, will uh, raise us from our dusty graves uh, to live with him in his heavenly kingdom. All of this through, again, the work of Christ who uh, entered into our dust, uh, being born of the Virgin Mary, and uh, lived our dusty lives. Uh, and uh, and again, uh, even to the grave, uh, he lived our life of dust, Adam's dust, of which we are all a part of. But again, we're reminded uh, from St. Paul that Christ was unique in this, that he is the man from heaven, having been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and uh, so his body never saw corruption. And uh, so we follow in that way of, uh, of, the, of the Lord. And um, from dust, from the death of dust, we rise again. And, and again, it really, uh, for us, uh, remind, is again, takes us back to our baptisms in which we first died and then were raised in Christ uh, to live in Christ. And uh, so again, we see the importance of that dying and rising that is necessary for us. We talk about COVID a, a lot these days, since this has been a reality for, for what going on a year. Um, mm-hmm. How else do we experience this dust reality? How does life remind us of this dust reality every day on this earth? Again, uh, in my work, um, uh, I have served uh, the church uh, and our communities in the area of palliative care. Um, And uh, so um, in many ways, over the last 30 years of my ministry, um, we deal with um, dying and death, and we deal with the grave. Um, And that personally uh, hit home for me when my uh, now sainted wife passed away of breast cancer in 2010. Um, That uh, return of the mortal body to the grave, the speaking of God's word, uh, knowing that it is he who lays our loved ones in the grave and who keeps them until that day of resurrection I can't imagine um, um, living in a world in which um, we don't have that hope given to us uh, that prevails uh, even through death and the grave. Uh, And as we move our way through these COVID days, um, whether uh, we ourselves experience uh, death in a very personal way with a loved one, 
or encounter or come close to it if we've experienced COVID in our own lives in which our, our very lives were threatened. Uh, we are reminded that we are God's creation uh, and we live in Christ, in his life that overcomes death and the grave. For, for me, Lent, the season of Lent has always been uh, a very meaningful uh, season, but all, all the more so um, in our days where, again, we uh, deny uh, the reality of death, try and reinterpret it into something that we can live with. Um, and try and, and, uh, and cope on our own rather than uh, casting our eyes to the Lord uh, and, um, and trusting our lives to him, knowing that he made us, that he has redeemed us through the blood of Christ and that he is with us uh, through all of the trials and challenges uh, that we face in this world and um, and leads us into that uh, heavenly kingdom that he has prepared for us. And so the dust really leads us into that repentance, that uh, that um, absolute faith and and trust in God, the turning away of ourselves, the daily dying uh, to ourselves and the daily entrusting ourselves to the Lord. When I was uh, writing this, I had in mind uh, some of the words of the, of the hymn, Savior, When in Dust to Thee, which really mm. is more a reflection of, of, uh, of, the, uh, of Job and his struggling in, uh, in the dust, in the ashes of this world, uh, trying to make sense of it all. And, uh, and the struggle just simply uh, to trust in, in the Lord. And we'll talk more about that trust and the hope that we have in Christ for those of us who are from dust. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. We're talking with the Reverend Robert Moans, author of Dust You Are and the Canadian Lutheran from February 22nd, and he's regional pastor for the Lutheran Church Canada's West Region. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with the Reverend Robert Moans. He's regional pastor for Lutheran Church Canada's West Region and author of Dust You Are, an article in the Canadian Lutheran from February 22nd, a post that you can find, and we'll share that link in the program notes today as well. We've been talking about 
Ash Wednesday, Lent, and particularly the theme of dust that comes up over and again in God's Word, and this this dust reality that we experience, uh, the, the the present life that we live right now, and the the reality that that this reminds us of the dust from which we came. In your article, uh, Pastor Moans, you you mention. You reference Psalm 90. What does Psalm 90 speak to this reality, this dust reality uh, that we live in? Yes, um, I, I really love the um, the uh, words of Luther with regard uh, to uh, his understanding of this psalm, especially uh, verse 3, where uh, uh, Moses is praying, you return man to dust, uh, saying, return, O children of man. And again, Luther um, really um, helps us to understand uh, this uh, particular petition of Moses' uh, prayer. Uh, he finds uh, uh, not only uh, the... Uh, the reality of God's wrath for man's sin, but also the comfort of, uh, of promise that is there in Moses' uh, prayer. Um, he writes, Therefore there is exceedingly uh, abundant consolation in the thought that death comes first and life follows. And that really, for me, uh, turned things around to think about, yes, uh, we we live in dust. We are dust. All of our days are inhabited by dust, uh, and under again the the uh, curse uh, of God. And yet we live in the promise that God has provided for us. Uh, and Luther does a great job of reminding us of God's promise that even though He said to Adam at the beginning. Uh, that if you eat of the fruit of the of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. And yet, um, uh, for Adam, that and for all of us, death then entered into the world, and uh, God drove his uh, servants, Adam and Eve, out of that garden. And we might say, well, where's the death that happened? Well, the death happened in that rebellion. And it was only years later, uh, many years later, that uh, Adam experienced that physical death. And and um, Luther uh, um, does a, a, a great job of uh, unpacking that for us. Um he, he mentions that um, while Adam died as a result of his trespass, yet he lived. And God, uh, even though casting him out of the garden, did not annihilate Adam and Eve, but rather uh, he continued uh, to live. And God continued to abide with his servants. Uh, and uh, and uh, so it is with us as sinners uh, we uh, we live in the the dust of that uh, broken uh, that brokenness that occurred as a result of Adam's uh, sin, and we live in the consequence of our own sin and in a broken world. And yet, God does not choose to annihilate us, but attend to us by His Word. And finally, the Word—that Word—became flesh, our flesh, for us, that we might be redeemed, and that we might have 
uh, and live in the promise of the resurrection. Um, and so in this world, it's very much about um, this contrast, uh, these paradoxes that, uh, that Luther sets up in which we live with pleasure and pain, joy and sadness, hope and despair, death and life. And that's going to be our situation. It helps to explain where we are uh, uh, in this world um, and what our situation is before God uh, in this world. And it allows us then uh, to grab hold, really, of the promise. Uh, without that promise, um, the the reality that we experience in this life is just a, a terrible drudgery uh, with no meaning or value to it. It really is a, a, a nothingness um, that is there. Um, but again, with the promise that God provides uh, for us in uh, the sending of his son, this man from heaven, as St. Paul would put it, uh, God has provided hope, a way through this dusty life to that uh, life with the man from heaven. So we, we have this, this great hope uh, in, in Jesus, in, in the second Adam, in his death and resurrection. How do we pull all of these things together uh, in, in learning about uh, Adam from dust and, and Christ uh, through his resurrection? We have hope. How do we pull all of that together into this Lenten journey uh, to, to see um, the path towards Easter, toward, towards that hope that, that we look forward to? Sure. It's a, really a call to, uh, this season of Lent really is a call to repentance. And that's uh, really our, our call um, in this season, but throughout the entirety of our life is to, uh, again, um, uh, acknowledge our dust life before God and to one another and to receive once again the promise of the resurrection, the hope of the man from heaven, that in his, uh, in his suffering, death, and resurrection, in his perfect righteousness, we live and move and have our being now, and uh, that, will, uh, that will be for everything. Uh, whereas in these days, things are always changing. We're reminded that only a year ago we were aware of COVID. Um, and we think about how our lives have changed, perhaps as a result of it. And yet uh, these words, dust you are, remind us of uh, who we've always been regardless of what happens in our ever-changing world and situation, that's the bottom line. We have always been uh, dust, and that hasn't changed. And we've always been, uh, again, connected to the promise that God has given to us of the man from heaven. And it again, we find ourselves then walking in the promise, in the forgiveness um, that God bestows to his people through the work of his son, Jesus Christ. And so these two things really ground us, uh, both uh, the, the dust uh, of 
who we are, but also the hope of who uh, God uh, has uh, made us to be. These two things don't change. We are always uh, living in dust, but always living out of the hope of God's promise, the promise of eternal life. Hmm. So in the midst of an ever-changing world, we have these two anchors that hold us together. And this certainly um, is emphasized in this season of Lent. And you, uh, you close your article with this great reminder, dear children of Adam, daughters and sons of God, by virtue of holy baptism, a blessed Lenten journey mm-hmm. to each and to all of you. What a, a wonderful reminder that, um, yes, we are children of Adam, yet daughters and sons of God by virtue of baptism, holy baptism. What a great reminder. Pastor Mons, thank you so much for taking the time to, one, to write this great article for us as we begin the season of Lent, but also to share this time with us on the coffee hour as we reflect on uh, this this concept of dust and uh, what our Lord has done for us. Thanks for being our guest on the coffee hour. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be with you uh, this day. You've been listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.